Hey, Street Fighters, welcome to the show. It's the podcast. It's the basement show. It's Wednesday night. It's time for a street fight, and we're glad you're here. Happy to see all y'all in the chat. Uh, you can watch us live on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube if you want to see any of our live streams. You got extra time these days. I know all of us do. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of you over on Instagram. You can follow us over there, Street Fight WCRS. I'm, I'm the one that's behind that account. You can reach out, ask me questions, uh, but I go live on there, you know, as often as I can. I'm going to try to incorporate some some new uh, live elements on Instagram as well. So so jump on that and uh, follow along. Uh, we also have a lot of bonus material available over on Patreon.com. That's the way you can support Street Fight. You know, keep this thing rolling. Uh, we have bonus videos. We just recorded the second half of Pump Up the Volume, the 90s classic with Christian Slater. So that's coming to your Patreon feed. Uh, Brian and I recorded an episode of Holy Boys last night. So that premium good too. audio feed is coming to your Patreon. And, and, and bonus with Holy Boys. Brett co-hosted, or Brett, me, Brett, and Tom did Pastor Carl Lenz which was a late addition. And Terrence is going to do Benny Hinn. Perfect. Now. So you, you'll get a Brett and a Terrence appearance on this thing. That's awesome. And the show we did last night was very funny. It was. Uh, fucking Pastor Carl Lentz is... There was a lot more. I mean, it was today. I was even thinking about it more. It was I like there was stuff thinking. I want to say. and like I just uh, only want to talk about him now. He almost got me to read the Bible. I'm glad I'm like away from him. Like, I don't have to hear him anymore because, man, he was getting in there. Sure. He was fucking worming his way into my brain. Well, but the only only problem I have is that he's funneling, funneling you towards, like, a very conservative I lifestyle. <laughs> I know, but you fucking... It makes sense. I tell you what, dude, when you're listening to that guy talk, he is as slick as they come. I mean, like, just in a way that I look at, like, wow. Yeah. Like I, I am not slick. You know, that's the the only word I can use to describe him is slick. Like that guy will fucking make you be like, okay, maybe I don't understand the Bible. You know, maybe I didn't read the Bible the right way. You know, <laughs> maybe right. I'm wrong about it. But um, yeah, and what's his name? And the one guy that Tom mentioned, uh, like Rich Wilkerson Jr., I think. Mm -hmm. Ron, yeah, Rich Wilkerson. They got Virgil Abloh to design the cover of his book or something. Mm -hmm. That's also somebody I want to investigate more, too. I know. Holy Boys could be like a whole podcast. There's you know a what lot I mean? Like, in there. Because once you start looking into these guys, it's, it's like a, it, Holy Boys, I think, is going to be weird. Because in a way, a lot of the guys we're doing haven't had a fall. You know, the first episode we did was fun with Leslie Lee talking Jimmy Swaggart because Jimmy Swaggart had two different falls from great. Sure. Right. But like with Carl Lentz, he hasn't had a fall. No. You know what I mean? So you're like looking at this guy and you're like, everything's going his direction. Maybe he's legit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't fucking know. He has a lot of money for a pastor. I will say that. Sure. And uh, I mean... But I, I, that's also, I mean, the big, that's the big part of, uh, of the whole series, I think, is that like, you know, in American Christianity, we really do want to find somebody that says it's okay to buy a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I have the inclination. I, I mean, I trust me. I, that's like, 
you know, uh, do, do we have to explain our religion for, for being hype beasts, you know, or yeah. for wanting expensive stuff? You know, it's like, do you have to explain yourself? Yeah. You know? No, no, you should. But I think, well, for us, it's even weird, right? Yeah. Like, so we run this like left wing thing and I like, and like, I like to buy nice clothes and I have decided that I'm going to do it. If yeah. I had, because I've been for so long, I just haven't had anything, dude. I yeah. haven't had the proverbial pot to piss in or window to throw it out. And now I have just slightly more than I need. Yeah. By very small margins. And we're talking about like, right. But it's like, I, I was explaining it to somebody the other day. I was like, you know, I've been wearing free t-shirts for five years. This is a Brett thing, by the way. He turned me on to this way of thinking, but it is true, dude. We've been wearing shirts that either Street Fight made or a fan sent us or another podcast gave us for fucking five years because there's no money, you know? And, like, I just got to a point where I was like, I don't know, I kind of like this. Like, I had seen some of the clothes, some of the hypebeast stuff, and really liked it, but I didn't know it cost that much. Right. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm still, I'm not buying the expensive shit at all. I mean, I don't yeah, think Yeah, you're trying I, to get deals. Yeah, right. I spend like maybe $100. Sure. I, I, very, I don't think I've got, this shirt was maybe more, but this, that's it. That's the only <laughs> you don't have one. To, yeah. Yeah. I don't, but I feel like I have to explain myself. Sure. But I also feel like he's in the same world as me and you in a yeah. way where he is supposed to be a guy that is doing it because he loves Jesus a lot and he never has to explain why he has so much money. Yeah. You know, and he has way more than me. Yeah. We, yeah. You know? <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, it's definitely not this. It's, it's, I mean, the, we're not on the same level, but I do have to say it's, uh, in a way, it's kind of like, uh, I feel like I am trying to spread a message that's counter to his. I mean, because he is anti, you know, gay marriage and he is anti, you know, uh, he's anti-choice. So, uh, but I am, and I'm trying to tell everybody spread love and peace and live in harmony and do like a real Jesus type thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm trying to look stylish too. Yeah. I, I actually, I felt good today and um, you know, there was a funny time when we did the uh, 420 show way back when with uh, Matt Chrisman when he fell asleep on the stage. Yep. I'll put the, I'm going to put that on the Patreon. I'll, I'm going to re-upload it so that it makes it easier for people to get. Okay. Um, when we did that show, we did a we did a, a hangout before at this really cool makerspace garage, and uh, everybody got high as hell. And uh fuck i forgot what i was saying that for that's okay man i lost it i just i got too i got too lost in the weeds yeah well you know <laughs> shit let's start to come back I mean, we can do the show yeah know? let's that's, do the show we can do the show instead of talking about everybody's clothes yeah um, <laughs> yeah 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 well i think um i think we're gonna do this i think the first thing we're gonna you got your headphones in yes I think the first thing we're going to do is play this audio since we have this audio and uh, I wanted to play it. Uh, this is Ben Shapiro. Okay. Doing Ben Shapiro shit. Okay. So this is recently from his show? Uh, this is from March 31st. It's uh, Jason S. Campbell from Media Matters for America posted it. Okay. And uh, I think it's our audience needs to hear it. 
Okay, the fact is that okay, the fact is that striking in a time of pandemic. He sounds like Mickey Mouse, Brett. He does. I know, like Mickey. Yeah, hot dog. Not because of bad worker pay, but because you just want more money. I'm sorry. Everyone else lost their job. Everyone else lost their damn job. Okay, like if I were Amazon and I had the capacity, I'd fire everybody who strikes right now. And but they don't have the capacity, and you see the reason they don't have the capacity is because the workers make the business. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why workers strike. Can you imagine taking Amazon's side in this? <laughs> I mean... He, he sounds like when you're fast-forwarding. He's terrified that he's not going to get his shit delivered to him anymore. Yeah. He doesn't give a shit that people that people believe in themselves the way that he constantly tells people to, you know, to stand up and be proud and all that shit, you know? But he doesn't really believe that no, like, not for people them. like those people they like don't. that don't work in media. That's the thing that's been pissing me off the most is these guys that work in media are sitting there and saying, like, these people, you know, they need to go to work, they need to do this, they need to do that. And it's like, look, I work in media. And how come I can recognize that it's a ridiculous privilege to be able to do this and that like if that like we're we're lucky, right? And that like uh maybe we don't know exactly what the frontline workers are dealing with in this thing, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. And that like maybe we fucking lay off and let them explain it. Instead, this fucking guy has the he just he's fucking deciding what what is in their heads and their hearts and and he's just spit he's spitting on them you know these yeah. guys say they're for the working person but again we learned this with Mike Rowe a couple weeks ago right is that like they don't care about working people they care they care about certain working people like their idea of the supply chain being unbroken during this time is really just because truck drivers are dropping stuff off. The people that are putting those things on the shelves and doing the cashier and doing all that stuff, they aren't part of the supply chain. They're useless cogs in a wheel and they are the most in danger right now. Of all of the people. It's the these people working in the grocery stores and at Amazon, they are fucking taking on an enormous risk and they deserve more money. Yeah, I agree. Uh I mean I say I'm game for whatever. Um I think that there is definitely enough stuff in the world right now and the ability to produce things is uh, not a problem. Uh it's really all about will. And uh this is comes down to a matter of will too. Um if Instacart wants to strike for a couple days because they want people to know that they're going to pick up our groceries they're with their grimy ass bare hands and they don't have access to masks. If the people at Whole Foods want to shut it down for a motherfucking week, we can wait. There's an I, I yeah. have bean I have dried beans. Yeah. I have fucking rice. Well, I mean I, I have I have the next door app where people are just giving away food every single fucking day. I mean, also just walk in and take the stuff too. Right. If it comes down to it. Right. You know, but I'm not going to. I don't want anything to do with that crowd. I <laughs> you know, I I am straddling the line from the folks that are saying, hey, let's not be too radical right now with organization and the ones that are rushing into it to say that, like, if we hurry, we can 
get together and coalesce around demands and try to make this a quick thing. We, we have them up against the wall and we have a very short period of time where they can't fucking, neg- they don't have, they can't wait yeah. anything out. They can't stomp us out. Walmart this can't, is the time Walmart they can't, can't wait anything out. Yeah. This is a time where they can't stomp the workers out. The, the workers that I feel we advocate for, which is service workers, it people is. at the very bottom of the, the, t- the totem pole. This is their, this is like their most powerful negotiating position in the history. I mean, since I've been alive, you know, and, uh, they should, I mean, I, look. I don't know how to handle a strike and like, I'm not a guy that's going to come on the radio and fucking say, you know, risk everything so that, so that my revolution can happen or whatever. But like, uh, if they have chosen to do it, it's brave and it's smart. And if, if, if a CEO did something like that, they would be hailed as like a genius. Yeah. And honestly, once again, it's, uh, uh, you have to refer to the people that are doing it. And if in New York city, somebody ended up with COVID and they're the rest of the workers aren't going to go back until certain demands are met. You got to deal with that. And, uh, the and Amazon is more than prepared to deal with anything required. They can write mm-hmm. any amount of check to deal yeah. with anything that needs to happen right now. Yeah. So let's let's hear a little more. And they're going to get more money from the government too. Well, hopefully the grocery stores aren't getting money because they're getting their money. Uh, actually, I just saw today that Kroger's giving a bonus of of hazard. Like Kroger is <laughs> Kroger is. A weird thing, because I worked there and I had a really bad experience working there. But they do have a union. True. And I didn't use the union. You know what I mean? So my whatever my thing is, uh, whatever my problems were, if I had used the union, I probably would have been better off and and like I would have handled myself better. I was 18 years old. But uh, they seem to be trying to get out in front of everything, right? Like they, they, they were one of the first to raise the wages of the frontline workers. They uh, are doing this bonus, and uh, you know, just they're wiping even, carts down. Yeah, and just from even before COVID nineteen, they had they had set a hard date for when they weren't going to have plastic bags anymore, which is it's illegal in Ohio. To make a law against plastic bags. So this is like a place that was just like, no, we're just going to get rid of them because it's not going <laughs> to happen, yeah. you know? So uh, I don't know. Kroger seems to, I mean, I, I'm sure it's bad, you know, I mean, but they seem to be trying we, more than a lot of, like Amazon is not doing I, anything for their workers at I, all. I honestly, I feel like all of the Facebook fighting that's been happening for the last decade about how we should do things when the world restarts are coming to fruition in some, in a lot of ways where the fucking seams are bursting and we're seeing who's important. What's what needs to happen. We're realizing that like we can, you know, keep a flow of goods going and not have panic, you know, like we, I don't know. They're, They're the workers, 
are at, are now saying like, hold on, we're not going to fucking do this anymore. Yeah. People are, you know, just like, I don't care about union contracts or anything like yeah. that. We, the people at this job are not going to fucking do fulfill Amazon orders until, you know, certain things change, you that's, know? I mean, that's great. Here's more Ben. Bring in workers who are willing to work. I would, because this is, it's unconscionable. Why? The reason I say it's unconscionable is not only are you depriving people of the supply lines that are keeping the, the country running right now, not only that, but Amazon offered you additional benefits already. What they offer? This is not your striking because Amazon's forcing you to go to work. On March 31st today, Whole Foods employees are going to call in sick to demand paid leave for all workers who stay home or self-quarantine during the crisis. Free coronavirus testing for all employees. Hazard pay. Here's the big one. Hazard pay of double the current hourly wage for employees who show up to work during the pandemic. That seems fair. Yeah. Because they're doing probably double the work. Because there's people ordering shit from Amazon that never, that would rather, would, would usually just go. Brian Quinby is a guy that co-hosts this podcast that 99% of the time just wants to go and get the thing and take it home. So he yeah. will, I will go to the store and I will buy the thing and I'll bring it home. But you, like, in this time, I've been forced to think about what can I have shipped and what do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Well, and and I think I mean when it comes to hazard pay, it's absolutely true. And I'll say, you know, the coronavirus is not a death sentence for everybody, for people that are working at the grocery store. But they are going to. Be, you'll be sick for what ten days? Ten days of fucking hard breathing and like fevers. And Maybe shit? being in a hospital. Yeah, potentially. You know, ending up in the hospital. Uh, for this period of time, that certainly makes sense that you should get some sort of that you should you would you would get paid uh, a much higher incentive. The market demands it, right? On, and on top of that, Amazon could afford to double every single person That's who works true. there's wages, and still Jeff Bezos still be like the richest man ever. You know, here's, right? Here's more. You want to pay doubled just for showing up to work while everyone else in the country is out of work? I'm sorry, no. Out of work. No. Out of work, motherfucker. Okay, and by the way, the, the actual the actual thing that Whole Foods has done, Whole Foods, buried in this article from Vice, has increased hourly pay for its workers already by $2 an hour in the midst of all this. They've offered- $2 isn't enough, Ben. That's what they're saying. They're saying it should be fucking double. Yeah. Not, not $2. They're, they're, like they're making a counter argument to $2. <laughs> See, you could reword all of the things that he's complaining about as business words and then his argument is bullshit you know like he would he would make the argument like you have to do the negotiating when you have the maximum amount of uh, power or leverage in the situation he's a black belt and that's what we're doing <laughs> yeah he's read about black belt negotiating i mean how would he be talking if we were talking about going to war you know, he would yeah. be saying, like, we have to go to war now because if we don't do it now, we'll miss our opportunity. We'll miss our opportunity to do whatever the war is. Yeah. You know, and that's what they're doing. They're striking when it's most opportune. That's the fucking point of this thing. You know, if you're going to get mad at somebody, which Ben Shapiro doesn't have the fucking mental capacity or ability to understand this. It is the fucking people that are holding on to the money and forcing their employees to strike or their or their renters to yeah. strike. That's who fucking is doing the right thing. And holding holding yeah, and you, the thing about it is, yeah, um 
even if we were to, if we were, even, even if we want to try to maintain the structure that we're at now, like they have to suffer too. Like you have to bleed as well. The rest of us are, are pitching in. And so now it's your time. This is a loss. Owning a business is a loss. This for these Republicans, all of this, you know, they only expect to be the, the businesses to be bailed out. And because they expect business is something that we should cherish and should always make money. And that if you are to spend money on, you know, a real like a real estate, if you invest in real estate, if you invest in business, like you should always have a return on that. And yeah. that's their solution to the economy. No risk. No risk. No risk business. Here's more to provide two weeks of paid sick leave to workers who test positive for COVID-19 and said it would not penalize workers for calling out sick. So already saying we're not going to penalize you. We're not going to fire you if you call out sick. But you need to go get a test because we don't just want people staying home without getting a test, which is perfectly reasonable because you need the supply chains working. You know, people can get other kinds of A Whole Foods worker in Chicago, organizer of the sick out who wished to remain anonymous because they feared retaliation. They should. They should be fired outright. The most obvious demand we have is for an increase in hazard pay. We're asking for double pay. Double pay. Since we first announced the intent to do a sick out, Whole Foods announced a temporary raise of two dollars an hour, which isn't enough. You know he's he's talking about twenty dollars an hour. By the way, we're he's not talking about or twenty five dollars an hour. Maybe we're not talking about fucking a billion dollars, like no, double no. a billion dollars. No, you know no. what I mean? They're asking to get paid basically what I make, which is livable. Right? Like, that's all they're asking is to get paid, you know, more because they're taking on all the fucking risk. Jeff Bezos doesn't have to ever leave his house, you know? Yeah. I can't do the executives of Whole Foods or Amazon or any of those people. They never have to leave their house. And like you said, they bleed. They should bleed, too. We're all being hurt by like there's so many people that are having to like change every bit of their lifestyle They're and have zero dollars, you know, people that are. I mean, yeah, there are people have. I don't I mean, we I want we're going to the call and show. We really need to bury to get into it more. But um, yeah, I, I don't know how how you would you can handle losing a job right now. Like, what do you yeah. how are you supposed to find another job? I know. What what is the in the well, month, they say the go month, get unemployment, but it's like it doesn't show up fast enough. No. I mean nothing does. Yeah. It's it, a government. <laughs> Here's more. Hey, we're almost done, Brad, I promise. I know his Mickey Mouse voice is annoying. Okay. I'm sorry. What happens if all the cops call out sick because they want double pay? What happens if all of the medical professionals call out sick because they want double pay? You want to talk? It's funny. Everybody is happy to talk about people in the speculative market buying up coronavirus masks and then trying to sell them for a thousand dollars on eBay. That's evil. This is the same damn thing. You're asking for double pay in the midst of a pandemic because you know that those employees are necessary in order to make sure that the old people get their food. <laughs> okay, Ben. That was it. This is <laughs> this is awful. I mean, you know what? I I I think healthcare professionals deserve a lot but i also know that my sister the nurse is fine not is, not asking for double right you know she's already working a lot of overtime probably yeah. and making decent money she and gets paid she gets paid well uh she is doing something that i i know that she wants to do and Honestly, I bet she is getting paid extra because she's represented by a union. So, sure. I mean, so she probably is getting some, some something. Um, it, this is, this is more, uh, this is more comes to the question of 
Ben Shapiro, would you risk your life for $10 an hour? Like, would you will, would you be willing to sit in a room full of people during this pandemic for $10 an hour? Damn. That's what this comes down to, right? Yeah. Yeah. It does really come down to that. You're, you're, that's what. Are you willing to, are you willing to have, are you willing to have contact with a hundred strangers, with 200 strangers, with how many, in Chicago, you're talking fucking Chicago. How many hundreds of people are coming in there a day? And, and you're going to sit there in that, in that fucking Petri dish for 10 and get paid $10 an hour. Well, you were to become stew. And I don't mean to like push you to talk about things that we talk about in boys, our boys chat with our three boyfriends, uh, <laughs> but, uh, or two, it's me and Brett and to my brother and somebody else. Like, but you were talking about somebody today who talked about how, like, if I fucking flip burgers, I'd be the best burger flipper in the world. And then today finally broke, you know what I mean? And yeah. like, I gotta say, um, coming. I'm. I'll, I'm not gonna say the person, but no, don't, don't. I follow closely with the uh, tattoo community, and the tattoo community unfortunately has a lot of fucking guys in it that say shit like, "I grew up poor. I grew up b- broke. I learned how to do something. I learned to trade. I make my own money." I saw live stories from people all last summer that said shit like, you know, I'd do anything it takes to survive. That's why I am where I am. And uh, now I I, uh, saw a live story where they were pouting, (laughs) saying, you're lucky that you get to work. Some of us don't get to work through this thing. You should be grateful. And they were just getting so spiteful about the whole thing and just went on this big spiral. And I mean... Like, I think a lot of those self-made libertarian American-ass values are going to change for people now. Like, those are be- all this shit's being tested. It feels like we're really in the marketplace of ideas more than we ever have been before. Well, we can start. A- yes, yes. Our, our every shit's everything's getting busted open. Our politics are sort of more mainstream. Um, you start talking about you do you do you start talking about money. You start saying like you said. Uh, we're going to bump this grocery store workers pay from $24,000 to $48,000 temporarily for three months. What does that mean in the, in the grand scheme of things? It's like, it's a blip on the map. It's, it's absolutely nothing. Yeah. It's some people spend that on a party, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Well, why don't we do this too? I got one more bit of audio I want to play because, uh, you know, this week on our Patreon feed, March Madness, the last full guy episode, where I call them full guy episodes, that last episode that's just about one person came out, and then next week's the wrap-up. But uh, Mike Francesa was one of my subjects. Okay. He voted for Trump Okay, in the election, and uh, people sent this to me. Like, a lot of people sent this to me. Mike Francesa is a... New York sports guy okay mike's on is his show and uh he's crazy very famous sports talk radio yeah guy. everybody sees him. In everybody the movie uncut him. gems he is an uncut gems dude yeah i did i, I want to explain this people sent this to me and we're like is this going to be on march madness and i was like unfortunately it's already recorded and uh i think it fits better on street this this is more of a street fight this will hit more of a street fight tone than a March Madness tone anyway. So uh, here we go. Here's Mike. Well, yesterday accused the hospital of padding the numbers they need because they were trying to sell or sending out the back door the masks. 
How do you go from using 20,000 masks to 300,000 masks? Can't be done. Go investigate that. You go investigate that. You have your military, your FEMA investigate that. That's your job. You're in charge of this. If this is a war, they're stealing your supplies. What do you do? Tell him. You tell him. said that he thinks some of the healthcare professionals are taking masks. Yeah. So that they can then sell them or hoard them at their house. And Mike is responding to that. Okay. Media to go investigate it? What, and get back to you in six weeks or two months as more people die on a daily basis? That's what's wrong here. There's a disconnect. Long pause. Radio guys that long pause. We're watching one thing happen in our city on the 11 o'clock news every night. We're watching people die, and now we know people who died. And we're not seeing one or two people die now in our neighborhood. We're seeing them die by the tens and twenties by the day. They're bringing people out of the hospital in Queens in body bags. Five minutes from where he grew up. They have to do that, you know. We here know this isn't right. You get the guys in the metropolitan area and ask the cops in New York if it's right right now. Ask the firemen in New York who are answering those police calls right, answering those ambulance calls if it's right right now. Ask the nurses and the doctors in that hospital if it's right right now. They know it's not. Let them know. They don't have the supplies they need. So don't give me the my pillow guy doing a song and dance up here on a Monday afternoon when people are dying in Queens. Wow. <laughs> get him, Mike. Get him. He voted for Trump, by the way. Very proud. He wanted this. Yeah. Get the stuff made, get the stuff where it needs to go, and get the boots on the ground. Treat this like the crisis it is. He thinks he's an expert. And how can you have a scoreboard that says 2,000 people have died and tell us it's okay if another 198,000 die? That's a good job. How is that a good job in our country? That's how sick our country is, Mike. It's a good job if nobody else dies. Promise, promise nobody. Not if another 198,000 people die. Wow. So now 200,000 people are disposable? Get him, Mike. So that was Mike. My, people sent me that. He's yeah. very pissed at his buddy Donald Trump. Yeah, he's not into that shit, apparently. I wonder if... It, I think he'll vote for him again. You think so? But so here's you think the he's, thing. He's not a, you can't, he's a, you can't change horses in the middle of the war guy. He, Mike Francesa is a guy who, uh, will never admit he's wrong. That's the, like, he is, he's like an ideal guy for me to like listen to and was an ideal guy for me to like listen to and watch. Cause you know, my favorite type of people are people who think they're really smart, but are actually kind of dumb, Sure, you know? And he's one of those where he's just like he will never admit to being like not an expert yeah he just feels like he's an expert in everything and i'm sure he'll find a way to vote for his buddy i mean like a lot of these new york guys donald trump was their friend yeah he ran around town with them they saw him at places i'm trying to get this uline thread that somebody posted but uh it's he the fucking links it's just, the, you know how bad, you know what's bad about articles that are just based on tweet threads is that it's like nearly impossible, like they don't have a link to the thread and it's like, well, you just like, you trying to make me read your site and Daily Kos, I don't read your site, dude. I don't like you, Daily Kos. Right. I'll read it off the site. Let's do it. Uh, okay. So 
A manager at a Uline call center sent a note to employees. If you or family members are under the weather with colder allergies or anything aside from COVID-19, please do not tell your peers about the symptoms and your assumptions. By doing so, you are causing unnecessary panic. Employees received an email Thursday from the Uline family. Owners of the $5.8 billion company and big donors to Republican causes thanking them for their efforts and saying that the White House called upon us twice with huge orders this week. Okay, so Uline, uh, for those of you that are new, distributor of all kinds of bulk goods, of boxes, trash bags, supplies. Um I take it this is people in the warehouse that still fulfill orders. I can't imagine that like their home office is still around each other, right? Um, I think they are working. So the Times reported that the company kept its workforce going through the week, despite complaints from employees, included those crowded into its call centers working side by no, side in cubicles. No, see, now that's what I that's not good. I got a bill collector call the other day and I was like what are you doing? Ma'am, why are you or Yeah. Are you doing this from home right now? <laughs> See, the only bullshit thing is I imagine you could sign into your computer and do some VOIP thing to make calls these days. Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but they could do that at home. I mean, they, you the U-Lines probably don't want to spend the money no. to do it at home. But Jason said that our system would work with me at home if we had to do it. So yeah. it's not like... An impossible no, setup. You can work from home. Yeah, I could. Like, but I like coming here and looking at Brett. So, so these people, they're saying that they. I, I mean, I think right now, even if you had a mild cough, I think you should let that be known immediately. I do too. They, that, but there's like a lot people, of businesses now that are saying not to talk about it if you think you have it. It's like, it's the scuzzier kind because, yes. you know, like a lot of businesses are closed. So these are like white collar workers, most of them, or yeah. blue, the, like, or warehouses. There is, I mean, yeah, there's, 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 this, like, there's this level of worker that is like at the bottom of the totem pole in companies where like they still probably make. You know, fifteen dollars an hour, maybe, but they're the bot. Like at Uline, the people on the phones are the bottom of the ladder, yeah, and the people in the warehouse are the bottom of the ladder, and they don't even like see that. I mean, it's just they don't see you as people. I don't think they ever, for a second, considered that somebody could get it in the call center. And who knows if somebody has? But he says, uh. The company pushed back on the story, but two U-Line staffers contacted the Journal Sentinel to say lots of employees in non-essential positions are being forced to go to work. One employee is quoted as saying, we're angry and scared, but no one cares. So here's the obvious and deeply uncomfortable question. How much of Uline's approach to the pandemic is driven by medical advice and how much by a desire to send the right signal to an audience of one? How much is driven by science as opposed to political loyalty? And uh, I, I can get us the story, too, that the guy wrote. This is a conservative writing this, Interesting. too. He's never Trump guy, but, you know, whatever. Um, but um, I guess that's like, so Uline is still having people work. Uh, I think the conversation about essential and non-essential employees is such a hard one to have. And we've been trying to have it for nine years. You yeah. know, and we can't, 
we can't even figure, we, we can't decipher it. It seems like every employee, I mean, to me, every worker is essential, but like every employee can be classified as an essential employee if you want to do it, you sure. know? Like, like a coffee shop, a, a barista at a coffee shop, they can say, well, if you don't show up, the coffee shop's closed, so you're essential. Get into work. Yeah. You know? Well, even, I mean, there's a lot, like, the online ordering stuff, like, none of that is really shut down. You can order pretty much anything you want over the internet still. Yeah. Yeah. And those places, like, some of those businesses are not needed. Yeah. So, uh, Uline, obviously doing exactly the wrong thing, and uh, being horrible about it. So, it just... It, I, I hate that company, Brett. I hate Liz Uline. I hate that company. Yeah. Liz and yeah. Richard Uline are their names. Yeah, dick. Um, so I saw a picture on Twitter. Of what? This week. Uh, somebody sent it to me, actually. Sis, Sister Motoko sent me that their job is giving free pizzas and uh, selling us PPE that we need. So they're selling them masks to, for purchase, four ninety nine for a five count bag, limit one, please. And uh, there's a sign that says, "All associates, these have been reserved for you to buy. Please only buy one." Thank you, Matt. So they're selling the masks to the employees, and this is not the only time I've heard about this. I have a buddy who who works at a place in Oklahoma that they they work at a building that the bottom floor has a gift shop mm -hmm. okay and you could go in usually you go into the gift shop you can buy some oklahoma shit you yeah. know what i mean oh you know you know whatever what go boomer sooner stuff right yeah and they've started selling toilet paper and stuff like that down in that gift shop as a way to like the employees are coming in and leaving and they're, they're selling essentials to employees. And it's like, mm, that's depressing a little bit. Maybe <laughs> I don't understand why, like why are capitalists specifically like showing their ass more and more every day of this thing? Like why are landlords showing their ass so much? What, what, are we so beat down and they're so much like pa more powerful than us that they think that they can just get away with anything forever? Is that what's happening? Cause I saw another thing. I mean, they have to go there. I mean, they've been getting away with it for the longest time. Why would they think she things should change? You're, you're right. You're right. I saw a thing from a landlord today from this place called uh, Hyman properties. Which is a weird name. I guess the guy's name's probably Hyman. <laughs> Traditional name. Family name. Bust into a Hyman property. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, For sure. It's a pretty funny one. To all tenants. Uh, this is one of many landlord letters I've seen and received. And like, I just yeah, want to... Yeah, there's so many. Yeah, but I mean, this one really ties it all together. You know, because it is one that like... Uh, it sounds like all of them, but is a little bit more, you mm -hmm. know? So uh, we understand that these are difficult times and some of you have, may have lost your jobs or be on unemployment. Despite these circumstances, you are required to pay your rent on time. While this may sound like we are being uncaring, 
it you are actually being on right it's not it doesn't sound that way you know <laughs> Well, this may sound like we are being uncaring. Please keep in mind that all of our expenses, including bank mortgages, uh, taxes, insurance, continue to be due and payable on time. Not true. That's actually not true, right? Really? Mortgages are getting a break. From what I understand, I mean, you're not getting mortgages. You and your wife are both working. But I think on mortgages, you can get a break right now. Well, right? I have a mortgage. Wait, that's what I'm saying. So are you getting a break? I haven't looked into it. Yeah, because you're paying the rent, you're going to pay the mortgage, right? Like, because you're, it hasn't changed much for you. I I paid my rent today because I get paid tomorrow, and and like uh, uh, I'm not laid off or anything. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, I think uh, I don't know. I mean, I think you know, there's rumor that they're going to delay mortgages for three months or something, uh, but they're not going to like make you not pay them. They're just going to tack them on to the end. They're just going to make you pay them 30 years from now. Yeah. We're going to, yeah, it's, it's going to be, um, everything is going to be that Yeah, the, we're going to fucking eat shit for, if we don't, there's <laughs> a moratorium on evictions, but they're still, they're still putting you in the red. They're still going to say you owe, you owe for these months. They're just going right. to come up with a payment plan. They're going to figure it out. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so our policy is to enforce the payment of rent of rent remain exactly as they were before. April 1st, rent is due. April 2nd through April 5th, rent is due along with a $50 late charge. April 6th, evictions will be filed and cable service will be disconnected wow. for all tenants who have not paid their rent. Where's this at? This is in uh, Philadelphia, I, I believe. Pennsylvania, or, or Pennsylvania has... They haven't restricted them evictions in I, 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 I mean just saw I guess, this today i guess they're just gonna file them it doesn't matter what the law says they're just gonna go through with it i mean i think it's a lot of landlords are like they'll they're they love to threaten yeah you know sure. like like that's what notice to vacate the premises is sure. a lot of times this is, just feels like a threat because they're not gonna kick you out if they can help it you know uh so if you're not able to pay your rent in full please contact the office and we will arrange a date for you to move out of your apartment whoa that's not what i thought <laughs> that's not very neighborly so here's the last this is what landlords really think about you. I don't care who you are. This is what your landlord thinks. It is very offensive to us when tenants continue to pay for a non-essential service like cable service, but do not pay their rent in full for the essential service of shelter. According <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> when did the TV cost as much as my rent? I know. That's they when? don't fucking they will never understand that like I like if I, if, if my <laughs> rent was a if my rent was $90 a month and I had cable that was ninety dollars a month. You know what I would do? I'd do my patriotic duty and I would pay my rent instead of my cable bill. I real I honestly swear to God I would. <laughs> I I think like also What the fuck? I know, I know. Well, you gotta hear it. This Why, is how it. are you paying for cable? You're in there watching cable, just not even worried about the rent. You know, we yeah. need we need eighteen hundred dollars from you. I could and you like, don't have a job anymore. I could uh uh not pay any of my bills and it still wouldn't Would, lead up add up to my rent. No. Like all of my bills cost less than just my rent. Car, rent gas, electric, you. water, insurance. Cable. Yeah, maybe a streaming little. services. 
Oh, well, you know, we don't talk about those because those <laughs> don't count as real money to me. That's cable. Streaming services is cable. Man. I know. My landlord knew the satellite radio and the fucking, the, the ways I had, the, the amount of money I spend just to listen to shock jocks. They would send me this <laughs> YouTube. You see, you, you pay for a YouTube TV subscription. I have so. YouTube and I have YouTube premium, serious satellite radio, and I uh, now pay $4.99 a month to listen to Bubba the Love Sponge on Twitter. Which, you got the premium? Yeah, I need to get uh, premiumtom.com, though. Okay. Because I haven't listened to Tom since... Yeah. I haven't listened to Tom since me and you did. Me, you and Felix did that show. I don't know what Tom's up to, but it's $11.99 a month. That's a big, that's a big I, ass. I know. He don't give a sample away, either. And my guess is because, like, whenever I see anything about Lycus, people are saying, like, why isn't Tom Lycus' voice as powerful as it used to be his voice is going oh really yeah i don't know though i haven't heard it again okay like i said i, I gotta get premiumtom.com. okay that's one i'll expense because i'd rather die than pay my i i'll pay for my serious and i will pay for my bubba but i will not pay for tom like <laughs> um okay so uh, accordingly, if your rent is not received by April 5th, your cable service will be disconnected by us. While you do pay That's our... Petty. They don't have to do that. That's supposed to be the cable company. They right. just know how to go to the box and unhook it. They're just being extra mean. Well, I, I think while you do pay RCN for cable service, which is the cable company uh-huh. there probably... Uh, part of your rent payment to us includes payment for the use of our wiring from the cable connection to your apartment. Accordingly, we are well within our legal rights to disconnect the cable. Calling RCN will not resume your cable service because they will not be permitted access to our cable connections. We hope that you and your families are safe and healthy. Hyman Properties. Fuck. Yeah. I have seen a lot of that. The cable thing? Uh, I know the, the rent thing where people are like, hey, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of crazy talk in the air right now, but guess what? April rent is due on April 1st still. Yeah, you might want to start thinking about uh, April 1st, you know? Here's one. How, I mean, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. When do we break down, like, completely? Like, when does it go to complete calamity? I don't know how many people are not working right now. I can't imagine. I was thinking about being a younger person. Like if I was 25 when I was doing this and, and you know, working at my job, it would have been shut down. I probably would have got fired. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what I would be doing right now. I, a lot of crime. I mean, I, I know you can steal like crazy from the stores right now. So I don't know if that's supplemental or something, but I don't know how the fuck people are going to get by here very soon. Yeah. Here's a landlord uh, where the person, I don't know, maybe they said they could uh, pay it. They were the because I'm hearing that a lot of landlords are checking in, yeah, and yeah. being like, "You still, hey you still got a job? Let me take your temperature. How's the how's, how's the, the how's, how's life going for you? Yeah, I, I will say this: my sister's landlord came the day that the lockdown started and said, "Hey, I know you work at a restaurant, like." We'll figure this out, and which I was like shocked by because I would never expect that. Yeah, that, but here's this. That landlord. just means they're going to take the amount due and divide it over the remainder of release or something. Yeah, 
Uh, this is this is the landlord responding to a text. He says, they say, got it, thanks. And can you guys please send $992 each instead of $991? Because your rent is $2,975. No big deal, but just want to make it right. Thank you and have a great day. Asking for a little extra, even. Well. That is, <laughs> that is very outrageous. That is flagrant. I mean, it is... It is something fucking, it is something how bad landlords are. Like, I'm glad people are finding out that they're, like, the worst people in the fucking world. Um, they, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I, I mean, they, they are so cold. There's uh-huh. just been such a reaction from people that is so cold and calculated that it's just, it's just disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't think that it should, I, I think that. We should be leaning more into like just moving into the a world without money, you know, <laughs> like yeah. just not even worrying about the money shit anymore. So I did see this really great one. Uh-huh. Uh, this guy said, my landlord sent a mass email to tenants to the effect of rent is still due. Uh, file for unemployment if you need to. The emergency moratorium only delays an eviction and... They forgot to put everybody on blind CC, so they basically set up a fucking organizing email yeah. because all you got to do is delete the <laughs> landlord. Delete the landlord and reply to everybody and say, let's work on this together. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. That's good. Uh, it's just, I don't know, man. I, I find it like really... I, I don't know what landlords are, are, are fucking trying to do, but... I think by the end of this, if we're going to be eating anybody, it's going to be landlord. We're just going to be eating them. Yeah. Like, we're going <laughs> to... They're the ones that are going to get... Like, we'll all be celebrating in the street like, hey, we can all gather well, again, and then beating up landlords. No, what we're going to do is we're going to make them go back to their first house, and then we're going to make them work half of our fucking shifts. Yeah. Like, landlords are going to have to get real jobs after this. They're going to have to stop just owning somebody else's place that they're doing fine living in, and they're going to have to just do something that's actually work. Yeah, this 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 is from our legal advice, and it just says, Landlord wants to increase my rent because I work from home now. So, so it's like... <laughs> just trying to make money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're terrible. They're just... We do need a rent strike. We definitely do. And, and you know, mortgage too. But but rent is the more... I think the thing about rent that makes it different is that, like, if they bail people out on their mortgages, which I don't know, like, what the mortgage thing is going to be. Who knows? Maybe it just all tacks on to the end or something like that. Renters don't get to do that. Right. And if they send the money to the landlords for the mortgage... And I'm still paying my rent. They're fucking getting double rent. Yeah, they're gonna come. You up, know? Yeah. And believe me, my landlord is not going fucking <laughs> right. Break. Give <laughs> like, you a break. Yeah. Well, they give me a break. They've held. I, my landlord is like, if we got fired, I feel pretty confident that we wouldn't get evicted or anything because they've been. They were very cool in times where I had like nothing. Sure. You know, I had to pay. There've been times where I've had to call them and had to pay my rent in two payments through the month. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. That's been, but uh, it seems like like you have to get kind of lucky to get somebody 
that uh, will do yeah, that, or you're fucked. Yeah, there's no there's no best practices, and a lot of these places are just putting down the hammer and saying like, you you owe us money now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though we're in pre- in unprecedented times, uh, very unprecedented. I mean, like nobody's ever seen. We nobody knows how this is going to play out, right? And it's like just to be a person, it's demanding you know, large sums of money from people who probably don't have any money. You know, you think about the amount of people that are like on like, that are really on like, like two digit amounts of money in their bank account and don't have, don't know when their unemployment's going to kick in. Don't know when any of that shit's going to happen. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, for, yeah, for, for, uh, for me, I mean, I mean, my wife can work from home, so it's been little changed for us. And, um, you know, I've just been trying to to tackle the mental aspect of being stuck indoors all the time. But if I was, if my bank account was dwindling every time I needed new supplies and shit, I mean, what am I supposed to do to get more money? Like, yeah, they're talking about six to eight weeks for some of these checks. They're talking, there's, there's, you know, landlords are saying April one, it's, it's, you still owe us money. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I got a story near and dear to my heart sent to me today and I have to do it because, because it's, I gotta, I gotta, can you give me a second to hold my breath? Yeah, you gotta do an old, uh, maybe do a plug or hiccups, hiccups, uh, hiccups solution. Um, we are Street Fight Radio. You can find us at streetfightradio.com. You can find more bonus content over on patreon.com slash streetfightradio, including signing up for the absolutely free, uh, High Five Friday, High Five Wednesday, whenever I put it out, uh, newsletter I do. Um, just head over there, even if you don't want to do a monthly subscription, sign up for the updates. And, you know, I send something out once a week and try to get people talking about things. I'm doing the best I can to uh, spread some some good cheer and some chill vibes uh, to everybody that follows along. Uh, I'm hanging out on Instagram at street fight WCRS. Come, come hang with me. Come hang with Brett. Uh, this, a spectrum technician says the cable TV and internet service provider is putting workers at risk by requiring them to continue making routine house calls for equipment installation and repairs during the coronavirus outbreak. Yeah. The employee who contacted the Portland Press Herald and asked to remain anonymous for fear of retaliation said most technicians don't have gloves or hand sanitizer and were recently told they could not ask customers if they had tested positive for COVID-19, the disease caused by the virus. Governor Janet Mills announced a statewide stay-at-home order starting at 12.01 a.m. on Thursday. Uh, restricting Mainers' movement and activities as health officials attempt to limit the spread of the coronavirus. More than two dozen other states have issued similar orders. Every co-worker I have talked to is frightened, and we have begged Spectrum to make changes like only having us respond to customers who have service out, but it has not happened, which so they could... For real. Yeah. Like, prioritize cable outs yeah. is what they call them. And if the cable, like, because there were times where we had to do that during, like, ice storms and shit like that, where it was like, we're we're only responding if your cable's out. Right. We're not going to send, we're not going to send somebody over there uh, to, to do a disconnect. Right. Yeah. 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 Disconnects are a little less. I mean, disconnect where you have to pick up the equipment. 
could be like problematic, but like even like a service call, if your cable's out, uh, most likely it can be fixed from outside. You don't have to go inside the person's house, but a lot of these company, I mean, they have like parts of the job where you have to go in. Like yeah. there's no way you can get the quality control score that you're supposed to get if you can't go into the basement and look. And if you're going into people's houses at this time, I think both sides of the coin, the customer and you, would probably like it if you wore a mask and gloves. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's definitely where we're at. But I did and work for uh, – the the company I worked for was bought by Spectrum. And uh, I, I will say that the day I got robbed at gunpoint and broke my wrist, uh, I called my boss and told him uh, I hurt myself and these guys robbed me at gunpoint. And my boss came to that job that I was on and watched me finish it before I could go home, tacking cable along the wall with a broken wrist. And, like, uh, I just know they can the, – the company will say whatever they'll say from wherever they're based out of, right? Mm-hmm. But the managers at this place are not going to lay off of it. And they're probably making fun of people that are bringing up issues. Oh, yeah. I can almost guarantee it. I just know that, like, there was never a reason you shouldn't do a job. Your safety, they they have to say that your safety matters. And, you know, oh, you wear your hard hat. You got to wear your hard hat and stuff like that. But, like, physical, like, safety in a room, like, maybe you're at a place where you feel uncomfortable, like something's gonna happen. Yeah. You can't just leave. They don't right. fucking let you. Right. They you want know? you to just power through it. Like, everybody's expected to do the job. Yeah, I've gotten job. I had jobs. I had, like, jobs where I would go to a person's house, and they would get angry at me and scream at me, and I would end up leaving, okay? Mm-hmm. And then I would get the same job the next day, and they'd be like, you gotta go back there. I'm like, what? Like, why? What is the point of this? Why do I have to? Why does it have to be me? Right, right. You know? I don't want to. Like, this is an uncomfortable situation for everybody, uncomfortable for customer, uncomfortable for me. But it's like, when they assign those jobs to you in the morning, they expect you to do every fucking single one of them, and they expect you to get it, like, perfectly right and done. Yeah. You know? And for a cable company, I would say 60% of the problems can be fixed on the outside of the house. Especially if the cable's out, it's probably outside that it's out. Yeah. And that I think most people know how to hook up equipment that you could just leave that on the porch and leave and they could come out and pick up the equipment and hook it up. Yeah. You know? True. And it's just, it's fucking evil. To, to, like, send these guys out. They're, they're fucking so nervous. Like, that I can guarantee. Like, and they're not the type of people that'll let on that they're nervous. And they're not the type. But, but like, they're going into people's homes. And the, 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 they could, like, spread yeah very easily help spread this lim- thing. The least amount of contact possible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if your cable's out, I understand you need to get it fixed because it fucking, we're all stuck at home and I understand. And I do think 
I think internet's an essential service. Yeah. I don't maybe think cable TV is an essential service, but I think internet is yeah. an essential service. So I get it. True. Every uh, similar complaints by Spectrum employees have been reported by news websites BuzzFeed and I gotta use restroom. Okay, sorry. Uh, I will talk while you're in the bathroom. Uh, similar complaints by Spectrum employees have been reported by news websites BuzzFeed and Gizmoto. I don't. It has to be Gizmodo, right? It can't be Jizz because it's Gizmos. Uh, Spectrum is a brand of Charter Communications, the second largest cable provider in the U.S. Among their employees' concerns is they still must do routine work in customers' homes, such as installing an extra cable TV box in a spare bedroom, which they say is not essential work. And that's, like, a really good point. That's not essential. Like, we're not hooking up fucking another outlet now. We're not doing additional outlets at this time. Uh, maybe when the global pandemic is over, I can put a fucking DVR in your... F- fucking extra spare bedroom that you're renting out for Airbnb or whatever. I don't fucking know. Uh, Charter spokeswoman Laura Pritchard said said technicians are still making some in-home service calls but have ceased in-home installation services in markets such as Maine where self-installation is available. Technicians will enter customers' homes only if they cannot successfully self-install equipment with provided directions, online, or telephone help, she said. If if customers request a service call, they are asked if they are sick or under quarantine for possible exploit. Exposure, Pritchard said. Oh, that's great. I mean, I know we all think that we're all sweethearts and we're all in this together and we're all trying to fucking get through this thing, but uh, we're also like humans and you're talking about our cable service and and we want it and uh, I could definitely see somebody who might be sick lying and saying... No, I'm fine. I have no symptoms. And then so they can get their extra cable box set up in an extra bedroom or something. Yeah. Yeah. You just can't. You can't like ask the question and trust that they're not full of shit. Because here's one of the other things that like is an underlying thing. Cable companies are notoriously the least popular businesses in the fucking world. They have us all held hostage. Yeah. People fucking hate them. You know, like to the point where I probably pay the same amount as cable to have streaming services, but I just don't want to give it to the fucking cable company. Yeah, I'd rather not pay them. (laughs) Technicians are encouraged to take their temperature at home before coming to work. Okay. And the company is continually communicating and educating its staff on best practices. So, um. How do you not know when you have a fever? I don't. Really? I I take my temperature all the fucking time. I think I'm always having a fever. I always know when I always feel like I know when I'm having a fever. Well, I know when I'm having a long one, you know? All right. We got, uh, I think we got one last story here and it's about another terrible company. Okay. Uh, but we don't hit this company often. Hobby Lobby. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I know that name. Didn't they steal a lot of, uh, like priceless artifacts from the rock? They did buy some early, some early like biblical artifacts. Would love to. They had the Ark of the Covenant or something. I would love to reduce all the Hobby Lobbies to rubble. <laughs> <laughs> really? 
I mean, they're junk factories. <laughs> I know. Everything in them is not necessary. It's all fucking garbage, dude. Uh, so anyway. So uh, let's see. What? Sorry. Okay, I'll start. As Hobby Lobby continues its mission to keep doors open in the face of the coronavirus, the arts and crafts retailer is quietly reopening stores around the country, defying state stay-at-home policies. On Monday, the company what? resumed business in several states where it had been forced to temporarily close. A March 28th memo obtained by Business Insider equipped managers with talking points for how to respond and communicate if visited by a local authority authority that asks why we're open. They sell they sell picture frames, they sell macrame shit, they sell lawn decorations, they sell nothing of any importance. The only thing they might got is glue. Some sort of glue you might need at your house. You don't need the glue, though. You can hold off on the glue. Glue, scissors. uh, Hey, how about you just craft with the crafts you got? Yeah. Why don't you get really crafty and use something that isn't all the way made from Hobby Lobby? Like, that's a place where you buy three quarters of the way done crafts. You, like, glue two. (laughs) Three quarters of the way done (laughs) crafts. You you glue two of them together and call it a craft. <laughs> That's it's true. I've been having this problem with Lego. I want to get one of those big Lego sets, uh-huh. but I keep looking at how expensive they are, and I'm like, I feel like I'm gonna do this in 15 minutes. Oh, it takes a while, I guess. I mean, no, I've talked the- to some listeners in the Street Fight Discord that said, like, nah, some of them take 90 minutes. And it's like, well, yes, yeah, that's true. $160 for 90 minutes seems crazy to me. Get on the Facebook Marketplace and just get like a bucket of loose Legos. No, I want to do the, the, the point of the Lego thing. How, the point of the Lego thing for me is to make the thing. Just follow the directions. Okay. Don't, you're making it sound like I have made thousands of Lego spaceships in my life. Probably every time I sit down and there's Legos, I fucking build a spaceship. Yeah. Okay. I want to make a fucking thing with them. The 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 right thing. The Millennium Falcon. Well, you know, if I had to pick one, because that's the other thing. All the uh, all the IP they use. Yeah, is like, you get I'm a Harry, you, you can it. get a Harry Potter. You can get a Lord of the Rings. You can get a Star, Batmobile. Star Maybe Wars. I want to make a Batmobile, dude. Yeah. Maybe I want to fucking make a uh, uh, the Millennium Falcon. Seems like it would be fun to do, obviously. But I don't have any. I don't have like. I wish they okay, would just make just... new. Th- I want to make. Here's what I want. I want a Lego Techniques. One of those cars. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, because they sell like sweet exotic cars, like a stock car or something. No, I want an exotic, exotic car. car. Yeah, okay. yeah. But I'm getting way off topic. But listeners, if you if you know of any you- Lego sets that don't cost five hundred dollars, that would take me longer than ninety minutes to do, uh, please let me know. My wife did a puzzle over last week. Puzzles are fun, and she said it was a super hard. It was a super hard puzzle of a peacock. And when she got it done, the, I, the fucking joy in her made me happy. You I, I know? mean, we have a lot of puzzles. As a board game person, puzzles are an essential part of your parlor room. I'm going to take some puzzles. I want I want to take some games. We should play block by block this week. We should do block by block. Yeah, game. let's do that. Well, let's Erica fucking, wants to. I do, too. I want to play block by block so bad. We'll do a block by block stream this weekend because what else we got to yeah, do? Yeah, you know? makes sense. So anyway... In a separate leak note last week, 
uh, executives wrote that the company is going to make every effort to continue working the employees. Ew. Well, That's a quote, what? dude. That's a fucking quote. Cheap uh, nutcrackers? Here's the full memo. Paint by numbers sets? Yeah, let's read the full memo. Moss here. kits? Come on, give us the memo, business insider. I don't give a fucking rat's ass about uh, any other just- stuff. It's all junk, and there's no reason for people to be gathering in those places or yeah. employees to be present. This is like they don't deserve hat. Imagine you get COVID. Imagine you get fucking coronavirus, and you worked at a, a Hobby Lobby. <laughs> so <laughs> you were selling it. You were selling. Um, you were selling a picture frame, and you caught coronavirus. Yeah, I can't get a look at the memo because you have to have Business Insider Prime. Yeah, fuck that and shit. And I'm not paying a dollar ninety a month try to, to read business in. Try outline.com. Go to outline.com and then copy and paste. But the, the memo article. is probably a PDF. Wow, okay. You know what I mean? I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. Well, I'm trying to get the memo that they sent so I can read the whole memo. Sure. Uh the real well, it'll it'll take the article out. I mean it, it, This is gonna make you mad though. This is gonna get you here. The reopenings include stores in Ohio and Wisconsin. Ohio. 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 Come on. DeWine said no. He did, but they don't care, right? Uh, <clears throat> which both enacted shelter-in-place orders on March 24th, where nearly all Hobby Lobby locations have been reopened after shuttering for only one week. During call, why are they even... Is anybody going there? Like, do they have to put the employees at risk by having the Hobby... We need to, we need a fucking list of non-essential businesses so that we can go to Mr. and Mrs. Hobby Lobby uh-huh. and say you're fucking nobody needs you. Yeah, nobody. nobody. Needs you. Mr. Tattoo Artist, nobody needs you right now. Yeah, you're not fucking needed. We don't need you. I mean, uh, a tattoo artist could come to my house and tattoo me. I'd probably be fine with that. You know, as long as they're the, not sick. That's like the cable guy, though, going around to everybody's house. True. But I mean, they probably go to three houses, you know, I'd like get, one I'd a day. I'd love to get tattooed right now. You want to get tattooed at your house? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, during calls Business Insider made to each location, employees confirmed that all 19 Hobby Lobby locations in Ohio were open as a Monday God afternoon, as were 17 out of 20 stores in Wisconsin that were still listed as temporarily closed on Google. Of the three stores closed in Wisconsin, at least one was forcibly shuttered by police officers after briefly opening on Monday, according to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. That's another thing, dude. They're putting these people... Like the cops are now, these people are now dealing with the fucking cops, you know? Yeah. Just because somebody wants to be able to buy a, a face that you you uh, put on your tree. And em- so listen to this. An employee at that store told Business Insider on Monday it was closed, but the employees there were working on projects. Okay. A similar incident was reported in Jeffersonville, Indiana, where local authorities forced the store to close after it was open for one hour on Monday morning. So they, the memo must have said, the memo absolutely must have said, like, if the police come, tell them you're working on yeah. a project. Like, they got these motherfuckers lying to the police right. and shit, too. <laughs> Wiping things down. Um, so, Hobby Lobby did not respond to Business Insider's request for comment. Despite mandates and... It, okay, so, yeah, this is just the same story twice. Oh, here's here it is. 
uh, four Hobby Lobby employees in North Carolina, Ohio, and another state in the Midwest who spoke with Business Insider on condition of anonymity for fear of retribution, but whose employment statuses and identities have been confirmed, said they continued to receive contradictory instructions regarding store operations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The main thing is they're not really telling us anything, one employee in Ohio said. Last Monday, we closed because we were a non-essential business, basically, and that was fine with me. Not even four days later, we're reopened because they're saying we're essential now. Uh, the employee, who is also a military veteran with PTSD, said his attempts to contact the Ohio Department of Health and the officer of Mike DeWine have gone unanswered. Mike, we've been doing so good. You gotta help the workers. Yeah, I get Hobby Lobby. I free those Hobby Lobby people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my wife is pretty furious. We're trying to take care of my mother who had knee surgery and also has multiple sclerosis, which is an autoimmune disease. I don't want to bring it home and get her infected, he said. I used to love working for this camp company, but since this pandemic, I've seen how callous and irresponsible it has been. Yeah. Uh, this this has all been so stressful and exhausting. An employee in a nearby Midwestern state where stores have yet to close despite mandates from lawmakers. <laughs> I like the because there's probably only like one store, right? Yeah. That's why they're not saying the state. Because it never... I don't want to... I don't want to stay home because I'm too lazy to work. I want to stay home to do my part to stop the spread of the virus. Yeah, yeah. Elsewhere in states such as Colorado and North Carolina, which enacted stay-at-home protocols in the past few days, Hobby Lobby is avoiding shutting down altogether, insisting it is essential because it sells educational materials and products for home-based businesses. Coloring books? Yeah. Coloring books and With, pens. Yeah, show me the educational materials. Motherfucker, they, they got, we're all doing it on the computer. You're, yeah. If GameStop is essential, then Hobby Lobby's like, what are you? They got Avengers paint by numbers. <laughs> I, <laughs> That's what they have. Oh, man. Oh. There's not a lick of educational things happening there. Yeah. Uh, however, employees told Business Insider they were frustrated by these justifications given that Hobby Lobby does not sell universally accepted essential items like food, toiletries, medicine, and cleaning products, while big box stores like Walmart and Target provide services widely considered essential. Craft stores are not on the list, nor are they included in guidance issued by the Department of Homeland Security. Um, which, by the way... That's a really good point in that, like, okay, so I need the educational products that Hobby Lobby sells. Get it at fucking Target then. Yeah. Get it at fucking Walmart. They have it there. You're fucking, I'm sorry to tell you, Hobby Lobby, you're not essential. Yeah, there's nothing here <laughs> worth taking a risk on. Adding to their frustration, two employees said the company's warehouse in Oklahoma City has been closed until further notice, meaning stores aren't even able to restock the inventory that managers ex and uh, executives are claiming are essential. Hobby Lobby is fighting is fighting that we are an essential store, a Hobby Lobby employee in North Carolina said. There is absolutely nothing in Hobby Lobby worth spreading this illness. <laughs> I'm honestly appalled at this company and the way it doesn't care for its employees and is only about making money. Slime kits. <laughs> Jewelry making kits. Uh, model cars. Imagine imagine someone, someone coming in and spreading coronavirus that just bought like a a one sixteenth scale Formula One race car kit that they were going to put together. I, I bought a Shelby. I bought a a, a, a Shelby model. Yeah. That I'm going to put together, and I I ran out of blue 
paint. I had to, I had to come pick it up. <laughs> Somebody just couldn't couldn't resist. I was almost done. It really is like you're like I'm looking at what Hobby Lobby has like on its front garbage. page. It's all garbage. Oh, the attorney general here had to make them close. They had to hear from the attorney general. I wish these motherfuckers would. Uh, I wish these motherfuckers would go to jail. Like that's the fucking thing. Is like the executive should go to fucking jail now. You know they're breaking the goddamn law. Yeah. But those people never get in trouble at all. Yeah, on their front page it has. Uh, which, by the way, if their warehouse isn't open, you can't even order online. Right. You know, on their front page, they have like crafts and yarn and needle art, art yep. supplies. They have like a bowl shaped like the Easter Bunny. <laughs> yeah. It's like none of this is fucking worth a shit. Let's see their message on COVID 19. Light up Easter egg lights. Notice, they have a notice here. Hobby Lobby continues to closely monitor the latest developments re regarding COVID-19. Uh, it says they're doing everything the other stores are, but uh, let's let's get the rest of this out of here. Let's get, let's, let's, uh, here it is. The employees said that they're worried about their personal safety and a lack of resources needed to maintain a clean and sanitized workspace. The North Carolina employee said her team was not allowed to wear gloves or masks while working because management told them it would make customers uncomfortable. Others are concerned that their stores aren't equipped with adequate cleaning supplies or the manpower needed to clean effectively. And I have been in a fucking Hobby Lobby, and those fucking places are enormous. Yeah. And they will just have two people working. Like, right up at the cashier, it's just two... That's the only two people just in the fucking place. Yeah. And probably a manager sitting in the office fucking typing emails and shit. <laughs> Other, uh, so, management is being so secretive and won't be open with what's going on, another Ohio employee wrote in an email to Business Insider. We also don't have the employees to do the extensive cleaning that they say we're doing on the website because payroll keeps telling management to cut hours. I'm just very anxious about this whole thing, and I don't understand why no one is helping us employees out with this situation. And, man, do I, I, I really do know... Like that feeling where it's like nobody gives a shit about me because I work at Hobby Lobby. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nobody gives a shit about me because I'm just a guy that works at a camera store. Right. And why Why doesn't, when, when people talk about work, why don't they bring that shit up? Yeah. Yeah. Very sad. Fuck yeah. Hobby Lobby. Again, I think that. There's plenty of crafts to be done, too. I mean, you don't have to go to Hobby Lobby. Right? Right. Maybe we should do, do a origami craft do stream. Yeah, show some people crafts that don't require you going to a store and putting your fucking germs all over everything there and risking the lives of the people doing the cash register. I mean, fucking Hobby Lobby, real they sell like like uh, tin stuff. Yeah, you know, like just the crappiest shit you can. They buy. sell statues that look like stone, but they're actually made of paper. If McDonald's is closing early, they're not closing completely, but they're closing early. Then Hobby Lobby can close. Yeah. You know, if fucking Barnes and Nobles is closed, Hobby Lobby can close. Hobby Lobby is a shit tier store and doesn't need to exist. And again, jail. Their landlords in the Hobby Lobby, I can't believe they opened the stores after 28th. The they said that was earlier this week. Yeah. I mean, 
Though, but there's never accountability for this stuff. Never. Like, they, yeah. these people will not see one negative bit of anything out of this. Because I know, you know, conservatives love Hobby Lobby. Because they're also, like, they don't want to cover Plan B and shit like that yeah. either. So, well, fuck you, Hobby Lobby. You're on my shit list, and I'm going to be paying attention to you. All right. And, uh... In the, in the uh, Target... Yeah, you're in you're in the Uline microverse here. Yeah, you know where we pay attention. I'm gonna be fuck. I'm watching you, Hobby Lobby, and I'll fucking come to get you. I'm gonna, like I said, I I wanted I wanted to just post last night. Like uh, I want to see every Hobby Lobby reduced to rubble. <laughs> yeah, and, but it's like I don't know if they'll consider that like a threat come or something. So I just say it on my podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you better just do it in, as a joke instead. <laughs> I fucking, I just think that, like, again, if it's against the law, it's against the fucking law, you know? Yeah. And I'm, look, if somebody came into Hobby Lobby and fucking stole, they would call the police and prosecute them to the fullest extent of the law is what they say at a lot of these places, yeah, right? for sure. Hobby Lobby is committing a fucking crime. By having the place open and everybody on that executive board is responsible for them committing this crime. Like the fucking crime can be traced back to people, actual human beings yeah. who made the decision and they should all have to suffer. I mean, maybe not even go to jail. Maybe the government just says Hobby Lobby, you're not allowed to exist anymore. Fuck you. I mean, I would even be okay with shout that. Shut of the business. But I don't want the employee. Okay. Hobby Lobby, you're not allowed to exist anymore. We're taking your money and we're dividing them in, in among the employees as a severance. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Find something more important to do. All right. That's the show. Hey, uh, two weeks from now. You can take us out. I'm going to shut us down. All right. Two weeks from now. Uh, Shocktober coming out. Um, three weeks from now. Holy Boys. And uh, the Patreon fee is really about to go fucking nuts. So uh, get on there.
Stop for all your leaders to die!